Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 87 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's killing like, over a thousand people today with me? Michael Kamari Vosa Hughes. That was good. And uh, more elegant podcaster for a more civilized age, Carrie Chandler. <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I think of when it comes to this game. Because, I mean, <laughs> they, they shouldn't have been hunting Emperor Pal- or Palpatine. They should have been hunting a fucking Jango Fett after what he did in this game. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and in the comment, yeah. Uh, and quickly, before we get too far, I want to do a couple. I have another podcast I want to give a plug to it. Uh, Nerd Radio, N3RD Radio. He's a podcast who streams, I think, eight hours a day on Sunday. Oof. And he does talks about pop culture, movies, games. So definitely check him out if you like listening to somebody stream. I hope he, he's actually should be. Well, I was going to say by the time you hear this, yeah. By the time you hear this, he'll be done. But catch him the next week. So definitely <laughs> check him out. There will be a link in the show note. And Carrie, do you want to do where people might know you from? Uh, yeah, so I'm in the Laser Time community, and then uh, I also uh, do streaming on twitch.tv slash KeroxSeta, K-E-R-O-O-X-S-E-T-A. I do uh, mostly video game console repairs and mods, and occasionally I stream old games. You stream this lovely gem of a game? <laughs> no, I w- you know I thought about it a couple of times, but I didn't want to ruin the surprise of the episode. Oh, it doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> I, I announce all the stuff ahead of time. <laughs> Oh, and I think I should introduce what we're going to be talking about, because this is actually neither of our picks, but we're still <laughs> telling the show. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter from for PS2, made by LucasArts in 2002. That's right. And it's a 2002 game, all right. Woo. Another 2002 gem, two weeks so did, in a row. Did anybody play the GameCube version at all? No, I downloaded it just in case this one crapped out on me, but I never got around to it. Yeah, I heard it's got a little better performance, looks a tiny bit better, but uh, I didn't I didn't get around to it. Yeah, so I usually it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, the, it has something to do with the, the graphics chip. It was just more conducive to the, the NVIDIA chip in the uh, GameCube, I think, huh. or, so, or something. Magic. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. and so this game, for those that don't know, is a third-person action-adventure game where you play a Django Fett, you know, everyone's favorite Fett, Bounty Hunter, <laughs> and it takes place... Like immediate, like a month after Phantom Menace, but before Attack of the Clones, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really, that doesn't matter. But <laughs> for those that love, you know, stories and love the fiction of Star Wars, that, that's where it takes place. Oh, God, this game, this game was something <laughs> that just I'm gonna get right into it. This game just so it starts off. You start off in an arena fighting. For, I don't even remember what the hell you're fighting anymore. Uh, I don't remember either. Some big monster, and you don't have your jetpack yet. You all you have is just your guns because. You know, they gave your guns for some reason. And it's all right. Like, you have to shoot it. And like, you have to, oh, get it to run at you. And it runs to the wall. And you can hurt it some more. I'm like, all right, this is fine. And I was just holding down the square button to shoot. Because <laughs> there's no tutorial. No one told me, tap the button as fast as you can so you can shoot faster. Nope. Game didn't tell me. My co-host didn't tell me. I'm just holding down the button. <laughs> and told you eventually. Yeah, chapter three. Yeah, I'm trying to remember why you're in the arena in the first place. Because I know, like, in the, in the, the tie-in comic... Django gets like sold into slavery but he escapes in the comic so i was like that would make more sense if it ended with him being sold into slavery and then that's what's going on but it's not the case oh you're fighting a boar heck all right then whatever the hell that is i i I know he's in there to kill somebody i think he was hunting a guy so maybe he let himself get captured to get closer i'm i'm not sure yeah maybe and in the things that i'm reading it is not telling me why he was in there he's a pit fight arena so i'm yeah i got nothing i can't find no no idea (laughs) Yeah, no, you just know he's hunting for somebody. Yeah, Miko, I think, was the one he's hunting in the beginning. Oh, no, he's in there by choice. The guy's cheating or something, so he's using that to try to get to find him. All right. So, yeah, that's what 
That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, and apparently it hits him, and he had his jetpack, but he loses his jetpack when he fights the Borgie. That must have been a cutscene I didn't notice or something, or I wasn't paying. This was over a week ago. Yeah, I accidentally <laughs> skipped a couple of cutscenes in it, and so I was like, wait, wait, what? Why am I here? I intentionally yeah, skipped cutscene. all the cutscenes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I liked. I thought the story was pretty decent for like for a, for a two thousand what two thousand two video game. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two thousand two video game. I thought the story wasn't bad. So it was um, the guy that I, I don't know if he wrote it, but I like the director on it is uh, John Knowles. And if you're like a LucasArts fan, he's been with LucasArts since like basically the beginning. Well, hell, like he, he directed cool. a lot of their best games. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> i mean i again i as i as i have to say i played this game wrong so for the longest time it was like man these guys take forever to die i'm doing so much dodging and trying to stay alive and when i realized later on if you tap the button as fast as you can you can kill people like very quickly instantly the game a lot yeah more fun. and it be, it becomes a kill thing like i think at the end of the game i had over like three thousand kills at the end of it i think <laughs> or something like that i love games like that that tell you your stats at the end like yeah this many innocent people. It gave me the rank of thug. I got ruthless killer for killing seventeen fifty-five enemies and one hundred and seventy non-enemies. Yeah, you shot everybody, didn't you? I just, I, I discovered very quickly that you can tap the button, and I love games that let you fire as fast as you can hit the button because I can tap pretty fast. So, like the the Falcon Two and Perfect Dark was the first thing that came to mind. So I would line oh, yeah. up to where all the enemies are in front of me, and I would just tap the button as fast as I could, and everyone's dead within, like, five seconds. It was great. got a lot better when I learned that, but it was not fun at first. <laughs> now, this, this, I mean, it was cool seeing enemies that I know, or characters that I know from Star Wars, and see different races. Like, I mean, it's not... It's The levels are very confusing, though. Like, there's no... There's nothing to tell you, go here or do this. You just kind of have to... I mean, you do have that little Mandal- Mandalorian knife to help you know where you're supposed to go, but that didn't really help me very much. <laughs> Is that what those are for? I think so. There's really a lot of pickups that don't really tell you what they are. Well, there's yeah. The, there you go. Well, I was going to say, so what helped for me was like really early on, I looked up just like a, a guide to it to see what I would like to just like get acquainted. And it told me things that I swear it never told you about like how the bounties work, how to use some of the different weapons. Like I was like in chapter four before I figured out what the, the poison darts were. Like I just, it looks like shards of glass in your inventory, yeah. mm-hmm. and they they kill any like animal enemy in one hit. So those like pouncing tiger things become trivial with those, and it's like, but it never tells you that, or if it did, I missed it. But uh, yeah, the Mandalorian knife is like a uh, it's like a waypoint. When you hit that, that's where if you die, you continue from the last Mandalorian knife you found, and so they kind of tell you where to go if you can find those. That's cool. Yeah. Because the levels are pretty decent size for a PS2 game, especially yeah, an early big. PS2 game. Yeah, they're really big levels, and I like how you can you can kind of explore around in them a lot too, especially if the jetpack. Which I thought the jetpack was a ton of fun. Oh yeah, any game with a jetpack is good, except Dark Void. Yeah, <laughs> this I think this is the most fun game I've had where you're like jetpack and shooting at the same time. Like uh, that, that should be like a genre of game, jetpack shooter. I liked yep. I liked it. Jetpack Joyride. There you go. Uh, there's no shooting though in that game. Not gonna, game. not gonna make a Rocketeer reference here, Mike. Uh, I'm <laughs> kind of surprised. Hey, that game is not good though. <laughs> Movie game is very bad. No, the flying was fun, like especially because 
I, I cheat this game pretty quickly because I, I had to. Well, not well. Chapter three is when I broke down. I put cheat codes in. I had infinite health. I had infinite rocket launch or infinite jetpack. But to answer your other question, no, this game never tells you how to do anything. It never explains that those. I knew what those were just because I remembered them from the movie. And it's the same thing. He shoots into his companion that he kills when she's about to tell Darth Vader what's going on or Skywalker. Uh, yeah, the Zam. Who I thought it was like I, I was surprised that she ended up being as big a character in the game as she was. So she is from the movies. I mean, yeah, she's, she's from a scene. Yeah, she's from oh. uh, the one of the better scenes in the what I would say is the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> it <laughs> is, is the uh, the the Coruscant chase where she tries to kill Queen Amidala with snakes for some reason, and then they chase her like through the flying traffic and all that. That movie is god awful. But if you mute the movie, anytime Anakin starts talking, it probably be, it's a better movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, it has its moments, but like, I'm kind of one of those like Star Wars is my biggest thing that I'm a fan of of anything, and I've read like now forty, no thirty nine Star Wars books, so I'm like really into it. And the prequels, I went from when the first one came out thinking it was awesome, second one came out I thought it was awesome, third one came out. And I was already old enough to hate it at that point. <laughs> and then I went back and I hated them for a while. And now I'm at that point where I'm like, well, every Star Wars movie has some good parts. The prequels just have the you know the least amount of them <laughs> stitched together. Phantom Menace, I think, is really good for some reason. I think Phantom really like Menace movie. has the most good things in it of the prequels. I don't think it's a good movie, but I feel like a talented editor could chop up Phantom Menace into a good movie. I mean, Attack of the Clones, I just hate because he's yeah. just such a... The, the dialogue in that movie is terrible when Anakin talks. Dialogue's bad, and the CG looked good in 2001 or whatever, but it looks real bad now. It did not age well. And, you know, Phantom Menace has a lot of CG, but it also has a ton of practical effects, so it still looks okay. Like, a lot of it is models and stuff, but for Episode 2, they're like, no, we'll just do everything in green screen, and it looks terrible. Mike, are you saying you, you weren't interested in Anakin's thoughts on sand? No, I was not. You know, the sand is better than when he's talking to uh, Natalie Portman and he just sounds like he's he just sounds like he's crazy. What's crazy is he's a legitimately good actor, too. And so it's like how like it's just like bad writing and bad. They're both good actors. And it's like bad writing and bad direction, I guess. I think I think just the bad writing. And I mean, I feel like Lucas at that time was in a situation where everybody was telling him, you're the best. You're the greatest. And nobody's telling, sir, this this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Like you watch those because you read interviews of him and he he tries to pretend that he had all this planned out back in the 70s. But then you watch the making of the prequels and he's sitting there with a legal pad writing the script like in the making of documentary. (laughs) He didn't have any of this plan. None of this was planned. No, no, like he he pretended it because it added to the mystique of it, but he just called episode four episode four because he was trying to emulate Flash Gordon and how all those were random episode this or that. Like the original Star Wars was just like it was a originally he wrote a spec script for Flash Gordon and uh, I guess 20th Century owned Flash Gordon. It was either 20th Century Fox or I think it was and they were like, yeah, we're not going to let you mess with Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon's too important, which is really (laughs) ironic. Yeah, because no one cares about Flash Gordon anymore. Yeah. Not at all. That's one thing that really, you know, disappeared from the face of the earth. It did. I think it's prime for a, a, a reboot. Get the guy that played Kazan, uh, Shazam. Oh, is that Zachary Levy or something? Yeah. Yeah, get him, get him as Flash Gordon. That'd be cool. I can see that working. I think he's got the right temperament. 
So this this game did grab me in a couple parts. Like, I mean, just in the just running around a Django Fett feels pretty good, and I I didn't mind at mm-hmm. first that the enemies are endless because I mean they they do die after a while, but they feel pretty damn endless sometimes. Yeah, the endlessness is a thing. I think my biggest my biggest gripe with the game was the bounty system. I really wanted to get all the bounties because I'm one of those people who has to. I tried 100 percent every game I play, and the problem is to get the bounties, you got to go into your visor and sit there and scan each person one by one. And if you're getting just like, there's no way to do it while you're getting pummeled. And I looked at a guide after, and there's so many uh, bounties that I missed because people were shooting at me and I couldn't sit there and scan because I would die. Yeah, I, I tried the bounties at first, but then after I beat the first mission and the second mission and there was no shop to like, hey, do you want to upgrade anything? I'm like, well, I don't care about these anymore. So yeah. that's what did it for me. What, the, what does the bounties even unlock? Uh, it unlocks, so you get credits for the bounties, and then the credits unlock the secret stuff. So I was saying, like, I'm I'm looking at my, I saved my final screen. So I killed 2,037 enemies, <laughs> and I got 46 bounties. And so I earned uh, 144,900 credits. And then that, uh, that plus the uh, secret feathers unlocks all the stuff at the end, like the, um, the, the comic book, the tie-in comic book and concept art and then the like blooper reel videos and all that is a lot by that okay so nothing i'd want all right <laughs> no, well, the, the tie the tie-in comic like i didn't finish it but what i read it was pretty good it's by i'm pretty sure it's by dark horse like most of the star wars comics are yeah because they would own it at this time the yeah. license that, that did, they did they did from what i've heard they did produce some good stuff in that time Oh, yeah. Like, there's so the thing about it is, like, I'm a big EU person. And the thing about the extended universe is, you know, you had Star Wars, the original Star Wars come out in 1977, right? And then nothing for two years, <laughs> almost, or three years. And so people started writing stuff about it and they wrote mostly not great stuff at first. But by the time Return of the Jedi came out, the EU got really good. And then Lucasfilm put like a, a real, like, strict thing on it where, if you want to write a Star you can't apply to write a Star Wars novel. Like, you don't apply to them. They seek you out. And so they seek out experienced, you know, sci-fi writers who already have, like, shown that they're good writers. And so uh, most of the EU stuff is really good with the occasional crap. Uh, but then they'll have, like, all these great stories. And then Lucas is like, oh, actually, I think that Fett is a clone of a guy named Django Fett. And it's like, all right, well, fuck. Then the last, like, 30 years of EU stuff is now non-canon. That sucks. <laughs> but they always make the EU stuff canon until it's not, you know, until the movies or cartoons or video games come in, because that's like the order. It's like movie, cartoon, video game, books in terms of what has precedence with canon. And so when the when the prequels came out, they brought in some really good writers like one of my favorite authors, period, Karen Travis. She came in after Attack of the Clones and she like redeems the prequels with her Republic Commando novels. Yeah. And she, she created most of what we think of as like the lore of Mandalorians now. That's in the comics. I mean, that's in the cartoons and and then the movie The Mandalorian. A lot of that stuff comes from her books. And then she was writing a Boba Fett like biography. And George Lucas was like, oh, we're gonna have a show where it's like Dawson's Creek, but Star Wars. And so, and she had to stop her book. And so she's like, F it. I'm not writing any more freaking Star Wars book. And so she doesn't write Star Wars books anymore. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> but I think, you know what? He was like, he was, as a director, he was a genius along there with Steven Spielberg, but only to a certain point. And it's like, he got too big for his, uh, too big for his britches, so to speak, I guess. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that one. 
That's how it feels with him, especially with yeah. the prequels. I mean, you watch like American Graffiti or the original, like the first Star Wars, and it's just like, like it's revolutionary. Like both of those movies are, you know. I've seen one of those movies. <laughs> American <laughs> Graffiti seen... was on TBS all the time when I was a kid, so I've seen it a bunch. Of, and then I was a little, you know, Star Wars nerd, and so when that that show would come on, like it's like by George Lucas is George Lucas. That's and I'll watch it, and then it's kind of boring for a kid. But yeah, it's not really for kids. No, I've seen it. I've seen parts of it. Yeah. It's like with this game, one thing I, I I thought was like it it did hold my interest. The gameplay was as much as it's very very repetitious. Like the story kept me interested. I don't even remember much about the first level. That's I remember being on top of rooftops and shooting people and watching them fall off. And it yeah, uh, made me think of Shadow of the Empire when they scream. That's when the game opened up. Is you when you get out of the arena part and you get that jetpack you like mug that guy on the street which uh i was reading online and people were like oh he gets a new jetpack and i'm like i i I figured that that was just some guy found his jetpack and was selling it but but once you get the jetpack the gameplay opens up a lot and it's so much fun and then when they take the jetpack away in certain levels (laughs) it just becomes a really way less fun game i did not like it when they did that at all yeah, I think it's like the entirety of the fifth level, you don't have your jetpack. And it's like, okay, it's kind, level kind of lame. But I'm trying to get anything else notable about the first level. I know you're chasing after oh, a yeah. guy in a ship. I got completely confused for a while, like where to go. And I had to look up a guide just to see the guy that I missed jumping on top of a roof or something. I was like, it was stupid. I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> I, I had to, yeah, I had the same thing. I played the game for like an hour. And then I put it down for like three weeks and then I came back to it and I was like, I don't know how to use any of my, I had to like look up a guy. That was when I looked up a guide because I was like, how do you use this visor? How do you do this? How do you do that? I, I, I stayed so far away from that visor. <laughs> I, I try, like I said, I was trying it and then I just, when there was no screen, I mean, just plus how clunky it was that the, like you were saying to pull out that visor when mm-hmm. people are trying to kill you. No, I could not. I'm like, nope, no can do. It was good for until you get the sniper rifle. It was the best way to like scout ahead if you were trying to be, you know, like careful. You could kind of peek around a corner with it and check how many bad guys there were. So I used it like like that also. But once you get the sniper rifle, that's so much better because it zooms further. I didn't you use it when uh, when you first get it. The the little voiceover is like, "Hey, you can use this to to tag bounties." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." So I did it and I tagged the bounty. And I'm like, "Okay," and then. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, well, it doesn't tell you you're supposed to press square to actually mark the bounty. So I'm like, I'm detecting bounties left and right. I'm like, all right, what do I do with it? You got to mark it with square, and then you've got to once you've got them subdued or dead, you've got to press triangle on there at them. And it's like, but it never tells you any of that, to my knowledge. I had to look that it up. It doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything. No, and, and that's a very 2002 thing. I feel like where the game is doesn't bother to explain anything to you and expect you to figure it out, which I didn't. I don't really like. I want a game to tell me. I want a game to tell me where to go too. I found out like I don't like it that I never knew where to go and I'm just wandering around like, oh look, enemies are coming. This might be the right direction. Yeah, yes. see, that, that's, that's another another grip I had with the endless enemies was it doesn't tell you where to go next because there's enemies everywhere all the time. And they keep respawning too. Right. It's like there's these little rooms that will just endlessly spawn unless you're standing right next to the room. And so I, I figured that out eventually. And then in a guide I read, it was like, hey, don't bother looking for bounties in any place where there's endless enemies. That's like <laughs> the one place won't be bound. I'm like, oh, well, that's good. So those rooms also are, are uh, twice as bad because they also equal a bunch of dead ends when you're just wandering around. They do. Like, yeah. okay, I can go through this door and then the door behind it's locked. Okay, this is just an enemy closet. Damn it. it and then there's switches you sometimes have to flip, but the switches are nearly indistinguishable from just like, <laughs> wall, de- wall decorations. There's yeah, wall so there's, decorations. there's textures on the wall. 
I'm walking up to the textures on the walls, like pressing triangle all over, all over the place. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I had to look up a guide in the first level to get out of the arena because you go <laughs> down the hole. And you're supposed to go in those little uh, the little grates, but like I'm standing in the middle of the room. I turn left and I turn right, and the texture for the dip into the the little sewer it looked like just more floor. So I'm like, okay, that's yeah. a dead end. That's a dead end. So I'm like running around for 20 minutes. Like, okay, I got to look up a guy. This is ridiculous. I was like, oh, there's a hole here. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I had, I had to look like it up too. Four, four places in the game where I had to look up a let's play and forward to where I was to see, all right, how do you get out of this stupid room? It's bad. <laughs> I mean, the first level is not, first level is probably one of the, well, I was going to say the worst level of the game, but it's not. It's not the first level wasn't great. It wasn't very fun. It, I mean, it gets you into the game, but like it didn't really grab me. One thing about the story that I think was interesting also, you see Count Dooku or as you know him in this game, Darth Tyrannus still, which I right. had forgotten that he goes by that name or not Darth Tyrannus, <laughs> just Dur- Tyrannus. 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 It's his alias. Yeah. And which is only mentioned is briefly mentioned Attack of the Clones when he says, no, I was hired by it. You know, did, did Cyclodius ch- hire you? No, uh, Tyrannus hired me. Right. And uh, at the end of, uh, I think it's at the end of episode one, uh, Emperor Palpatine says something to Tyrannus. It's either end of episode one, I, I think it is, he he like is talking to someone and he says, Tyrannus, blah, 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 blah. But that's it. Yeah, they don't use that name very much. He, Yeah, he is talking. I can't even remember the end of episode one now. And I've seen it, it. It's, a, it's expanded on in the EU a little bit, which is like I was saying, you they depend on good writers to come in and fix the bad writing of George Lucas a lot, <laughs> a lot with the prequels. Well, all that, you know, there's there was just so much fandom that went that that they had that just went away because of when yeah. Disney bought it, too. Oh, well, yeah, that is the That's the that's this when Disney came in and they said, OK, everything before this is called Star Wars Legends. And it's like, <laughs> well, this, that sucks. <laughs> this was canon for a long time. Like this would have been like at the time. It was. Yeah. Out. Well, that was the thing. And well, I think this game actually might still be canon, but all of the EU stuff around it is not. I think now. the. The game, the game might not either. be either. Okay, they yeah, they got rid of everything that wasn't published by them. That wasn't a t- what wasn't on video. Yeah, yeah. They even got rid of some of the video stuff. Like all the Ewok stuff is not canon. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> the holiday special, <laughs> holiday special, and alert. There's uh, a little Wookie Life Day. There probably still is. Is the thing. There's still Life Day. Life Day. There's still, still Life Day, but no more. Uh, what was it? Hey, who is it who sings in that? Um, <laughs> was a oh. bunch of people. I'm sorry. I think it's um. Di- Di- Donna Summer is that what it is? Who's I, it? Uh, are you talking about that little like psychedelic sex dance yes. thing? Yeah, yes. I, I can't remember. There's an episode about it. If you want to hear it, we reviewed it earlier. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I listened to that. Oh god, that's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. But like one thing that, that did that that interested me a lot in the game that amused me is there. It's pretty quickly you find out that he has a partner he's talking to, which is the same race as Watto from Phantom Menace. Which I can't Troy remember Darian. that race. Troydarian. I like them. I'm a I, Troy Dar- to- or Darian, not Troy Darian. Toy Darian. There's also a reference. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to go. Oh, I, my buddy, something about Watto, he lost all his money on a pod race bet like a month ago. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Got he's like, he lost it in the last pod racing season. He's broke now. It's like, that was the saddest thing. Because, I mean, all right, so Watto is a slave owner and all. But, all right, never mind. I'm not going to try to apologize <laughs> for Watto. <Never> mind. <laughs> well, everything with Watto, it's just, it, it's it funny is- because... It's like he bets, you know, he had the one bet going on if Anakin wins, but he bet everything against that Anakin's going to lose, like, and then he loses, you know, he bet everything on Savalba. Yeah. One of, one of the things I'm not a fan of in the EU is this idea of gray Jedi. They made up this whole thing about gray Jedi, and it all happened because of that. 
it's like what's his name qui-gon does something very not light side which is like cheat someone out of their life savings in a gambling bet and it's like so then they're like oh well see he's a gray jedi he'll do things that aren't light side because the ends justify the means i'm like no ends justify the means is dark side what are you talking about (laughs) i don't think he really messed up that much all he did was change the dice to get the one bet for anakin yeah yeah, I guess it's true, but... Watto yeah. screwed himself by betting everything he had on Sebulba, thinking it was That's an easy true. win. That's true. All I mean, right. Yeah, you're Qui-Gon right. I guess Qui-Gon cheated a bet, cheated against a slave owner to free a slave, so... Yeah, maybe, that was maybe, the, only, the only thing he did when right, he, he tried to just take the slave, but it didn't work out so well. Yeah. I guess if you're using the force to uh, free slaves, it's not, it's, it's considered, it's fine. <laughs> I'm playing Knights of the Old Republic right now, and every time I do something similar to that, Freaking best. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, you up. have a great Jedi in that one. Oh, yeah. Jolie, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I was thinking of, like, every every level or every big mission in this game has boss fights. And some of the boss fights were interesting. Like, the first boss fight you do in this game is against a freaking ship where you have to shoot different targets to take it down. Yeah. It's not fun that... when you're holding on the button, by the way. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> oh, going to say, geez. with that one, I mean, if you're just holding down, you know, holding down R1... And just tapping is really easy. It was the second boss fight where I had to go look up, like, how am I supposed to be fighting this? What was the second boss fight? It's it's the Republic gunship circling the oh, senators. Oh, in Coruscant? Yeah, and one the last target, target on it is facing away from you. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, you're just supposed to fire the grenade launcher, and it does AOE. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about the grenade launcher. That Coruscant was was cool. Like, when you got to, go I liked to Coruscant, it you're running around on the top of rows. I mean, you can die like, instantly, which is not cool. But just being on Coruscant was, I mean, as me being a big, you know, big fan of Star Wars, it was it was fun to be in the city, and you're up here. I mean, even though you're killing oh, yeah. tons of security guards, and your whole goal <laughs> is just to find a senator to ask him a question and then throw his ass off the off the balcony. Yeah, you just straight execute him at the end. <laughs> you're a terrible person in this game. Like he well, is you're, not you're a good fighting guy. terrible people and I think that the like I was saying the tie-in comic does a little bit of good to show like why Jango's the way he is, I feel like. So it gives some some uh perspective like you can definitely see why he hates Jedi. Okay. So I mean, at the end of at the end of that comic, he straight up murders six Jedi with his bare hands, unarmed. So they kind of build up like, oh yeah, Jango Fett's the ultimate badass. Except when he fights Mace Windu. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then when he fights Mace Windu, it's like, com- he just pow, 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 dead. <laughs> but he does, I mean, he does kill that one Jedi that tries to take out Dooku at the beginning. Okay. It's been a while, but some of those Jedis really suck. Yeah. Well, that was, and that's the thing, again, the EU builds up the idea that in this era the pre-imperial war era right here they the clone war era the jedi were mostly like they're just like monks they haven't had like to actually fight anyone in a long long time for the most part like in hundreds of years yeah which it really does show when you when they do start fighting because you know they were peacekeepers they weren't generals and they never should have been generals yeah and that well that's a really good thing with those republic commando novels they build up the idea that these are mostly a bunch of incompetent versions who've never had to like be in battle and then they're made generals in a war and it's like well of course they lost and also of course the clones wouldn't think twice about killing them because they're like basically you know complicit in slavery and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like it, it makes me think of like you know in like napoleonic war times when like military officers would buy their commissions so there'd be like 12 year old colonels ordering ordering people around and stuff it's like the same idea they are really not good people in when it comes to the jedi 
and, and yeah. they're bad. But yeah, in the tie-in comic, basically Dooku and Vosa are still Jedi, but they're both obviously turning dark or already dark, but secretly. And they lead a strike force that murders like all of Jango's friends that are oh. still alive. And it takes place before the game? It takes place right before it. like, um, Or, well, it kind of takes place over, I think, a span of a couple of years before it. But they, um, if you want me to talk about it, I can't. I didn't want to get off too far. Eh, we're fine. Well, There's in, only so in, much we can say about this game. Yeah, well, in the EU, prior to Attack of the Clones, they there had only been like two stories written about, or only one story written about Boba Fett. And it was like a short story, and it didn't really tell you much. So then when they put out the Essential Guide to Characters, which was like my favorite book when I was 12 years old, the Boba Fett entry, they just made up this whole backstory to him about him being this peace officer on a planet called Concord Dawn who was framed for murder, and he had to flee the planet. And so he's like, well, fuck it, I'll become a bounty hunter. And his name was Jaster Mareel. And then, you know, Attack of the Clones erased all that. So then in this game... John Knowles, I guess, I guess is the one who wrote it since he's like a big veteran of the, I mean, he's been on it since like Dark Forces, like on the, you know, making the Star Wars games. And he, um, so he put in a, a thing for Jaster Muriel. So whenever that's the guy that, um, the guy that you're fighting, the, the other Mandalorian guy, what's his name? Like most, I can't remember his name. Albatross. <laughs> I don't think it's Albatross. Uh, what is- I, all I know is it's the same guy that plays the Kurt. He's in the first Highlander movie. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It's the act. It's the actor from that. Montross. Oh, okay. Montross butchered. So Mon- Montross killed. Ja- so what they did is they made Jas. Uh, Montross is like, haha! I killed Jaster Muriel. <laughs> and then that's why you're like fighting him. That's why you leave him to freaking get eaten by zombie things. Oh, that that was pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, and, oh yeah. Go ahead. So Mike, being a big fan of Star Wars, what do you think about being on Coruscant? The uh, I know I know a Star Wars. <laughs> I saw seven movies. There you go. Then then stopped. <laughs> uh, there's seven yeah. you should watch. Solo yeah, is one of those seven. There's there's probably seven good Star Wars movies. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I saw up through Force Awakens, and then I haven't seen any since. But Force Awakens is great. If you listen to if you listen to the that? internet, none of them are worth seeing. All all Star Wars is bad now. They're all worth seeing once. <laughs> Force Awakens was amazing. When I saw Rise of Skywalker, I had tears in my eyes that I was so happy with the ending. And I will never watch it again. I will <laughs> never take that memory away. And I'm just going to be happy that I saw it. And I don't want to change it. You know what? <laughs> I, I walked out of all three of the sequels happy. And I'm like, all right, cool. I saw that. Three? They only made That's... two. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, um, they skipped the second movie. They they released something. But that, that wasn't a Star Wars movie. Oh, we have the, oh, I think we have the opposite opinion about the new movies. <laughs> Last Jedi just uh, is this, that's the I don't think any of the sequels are great, but that's to me that's the one that at least it tr- it took a chance on something instead of just remaking. <laughs> I like remakes, but uh, I no I I walked out of all three of them like oh that was great that was cool and then on reevaluation I'm like oh no it wasn't but that's okay but Rogue One is good Rogue One's excellent oh and I'm trying to think on on Coruscant were you trying to find information oh because this whole time like after the first mission I think you're trying to get information on the bounty that you're doing for Tyrannus right because he offers like millions of credits or something he offers you like a half million credits on his former apprentice that's uh, what it was Vosa I can't remember her first name there's last name's Vosa it's like Akari Vosa or whatever I didn't pay a lot of it oh no it's five oh no I just looked up it's five million credits that's a lot yeah I I just didn't care yeah, so you're you're basically chasing her bounty, and then uh, and then Montross is also chasing the same bounty as you, 
And okay. so y'all are like, y'all are competing for the bounty, but you hate Montrose, but they have they don't explain why you hate Montrose until the like end of the fourth level when you fight him. And then they still don't explain it. They just allude that he killed someone that you cared about named Muriel. But, okay. but that's what they, yeah, basically in the, like I was saying, the tie-in comic, and then they brought this up in the uh, Clone Wars cartoon, essentially on, uh, Jango Fett is not actually a Mandalorian. He was adopted into the Mandalorians, which makes him, I guess, according to the the new the new lore with the Disney Still Plus show, that makes him a true Mandalorian now. But that was a new idea that you get adopted into him. But he gets adopted into the Mandalorians by Jaster Muriel, and Jaster Muriel leads a group of Mandalorians called the True Mandalorians. And then there's another group of Mandalorians that are like white nationalist Mandalorians or Mandalorian <laughs> nationalists called the Death Watch, and they're led by some other guy. And Montross is one of the Death Watch. And the basically the political leaders of Mandalore hire or they they ask for Muriel and the true Mandalorians to come to Mandalore and kill the Death Watch. So you go and you fight the De- Django goes with them and fights the Death Watch, and then they're double crossed. And the leader, the political leaders, tell the Jedi, "Hey, we have these terrorists called the true Mandalorians and these other terrorists called the Death Watch." And so the Jedi come and they basically mop up and any they kill they help kill the Death Watch and the true Mandalorian so that the only survivors are like a handful of death watch people. And then Django's the only true Mandalorian left alive, I guess. Hmm. And that's why he like, he's like captured and they're going to put him in jail and he breaks free of his bonds and kills six Jedi before he's subdued. Yeah. Learn something new. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's actually pretty cool. What I read of it, like I said, I didn't finish the whole thing. I read like the first issue and the last issue or uh, not the last, the next to last issue. I read the, the part where he kills the Jedi and it's, it's pretty good comic book stuff. Pretty good comic book action. I forgot but, about Death Watch. They are, yeah, I've watched all the Clone Wars and all the Rebel show. So what you wanted to? So I forgot their whole motto would make Mandaloria great again. But yeah, <laughs> very like much. Yes, it is make Concord Dawn great again. Uh, but speak, uh, speaking of like missions that broke the the mission that really got to me. I mean, it was a cool thing. Like <laughs> Chapter Three, when you're in the freaking you you go to break out somebody in prison because you need to interrogate him. So you're yeah. gonna break into a prison on an asteroid, and this was like a cool freaking level. Much as I it, it irritated, it pissed me off. It made me have to cheat, and it also made me have to skip part of the level because there's a rescue part I didn't know of, I wasn't expecting. It is it is cool going through these jail cells and guards are trying to kill you, and then the inmates get released at one point. Like it is pretty damn epic. I thought. Yeah, it, it is. It is really cool. It's also the biggest bounty in the whole game is that guy that you're rescuing that you're breaking out. You can actually claim his bounty right before he dies. Oh. Which I didn't know, but I, I found that when I was looking at a guide to figure out how I'm mm. supposed to get out of this thing. I was like, don't forget to claim his bounty. Oh, I, I, I fucked up in that place. Because, one, I wasn't tapping the button yet, so it's really hard in some of those <laughs> rooms to take out that room when it's really yeah. difficult. I cannot imagine. <laughs> but it, it's there's a part midway through, which also chapter three, I think, is the longest chapter in the game. Oh, if by far. God. It's way too long. And there's there's a part where you have to you you come into a room and, and that girl that ends up becoming your partner is also in the in the second movie. Yeah. You end up running you run into her where she has the guy that you have to catch and you have to kind of and she's fighting other people and I'm you know I'm being stealthy, I'm sneaking around, I'm fighting people so I don't die, and then I and then she dies. And I had save state somewhere in the middle of that fight. Oh no. And, and I couldn't <laughs> do anything. And I went, okay, I'll do I'll use one of my continues, because for some reason this game <laughs> If you continue, it's like, what? Why do I have? Con- I shouldn't have continues in an action adventure game. Like, <laughs> it's not an arcade game, but it has continues. Yeah, that's and, 2002 right there. Yeah. And for some reason, at that, if you, if you don't, if you end up in that part 
it makes you start the entire mission over. It doesn't let you continue. Whew. So I just oh, went, oh, we're done. And I just put in the level skip cheat and went to the next level. The next oh, mission. so you didn't finish that level? That, I, it, was, I feel like, oh, yeah, the boss fight in that one is, so I don't I don't know uh, it's if it's like this in the GameCube one, but in the PS2 one, man, when rockets are fi- flying, it crawls. It drops to like five <laughs> FPS. It's like a slideshow. And the boss of the prison level is, I can't remember what it is, but if it's like a mech or something. Or yeah, but it's fi- yeah, it's like a crane. Yeah, it's like a big crane, like a industrial bot, and it's firing rockets at you. And so there's like, there'll be like five, six rockets on the screen at a time. And so it's just completely like you're flipping through a slideshow. Mike, why do we keep fighting cranes on this show? It just makes me think of Tailspin <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait till we play Binary Domain. I think there's a crane in that game, too. <laughs> it's a good game. So by okay. the third level, I, I had fixed the game because, as we said before, you can tap the button to shoot the blaster super fast. <laughs> like, I wonder if this emulator's got any kind of button settings. So I go in a couple menus, and there's an option to make the square button turbo fire. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so like you tap it once and it shoots four or five times just like with a tap so <laughs> the rest of the game rest of the game i'm flying through with infinite jetpack infinite health just holding down the blaster just demolishing everyone friend or foe <laughs> you were pretty, happy weren't you oh uh, yeah but then i still couldn't figure out where to go most of the time so i had to stop and pull up the walkthrough and, uh, it should have been fun but it wasn't uh, it was more fun than after i gave you the cheat codes wasn't it Oh yeah, definitely. Oh god, I don't. I don't know that I could have made it through. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I with, I with never safe states, it was fine. Like I didn't. I didn't need the the cheat codes, but without safe states, I wouldn't have gotten through this game. It was too much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. The, have, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> there were there were levels where I walked into a room and died like fifteen times. <laughs> oh, like yeah, that, no, that I, fight I, right I, there. I think I died like at least ten times, and they only I give mean, you five continues. That part when you have to shut down like four reactors in the prison and you have to go up and down like this long tower and take out these guys that are just nonstop spawning. Oh, and if you don't kill everybody, the door won't open. Oh, I would never done walking it. into these big open cylinder areas where there's it's like um, 150, 200 feet high and there's guys with rocket launchers. And so, again, it's just like so many times I just got hit by a rocket and ragdolled to my death. In those areas, yeah. and that, yeah, the prison was the longest. I mean, it was a cool level, but it was also way too long. Yeah, it, right. that, that's one of the problems with this game. If things are like, at least level three is too long. Like when it came to chapter four, when you're in a jungle, I don't even know what planet you're on. You're on. I thought we. You're not on Ka- uh, Malastare. Which all I know is I got to kill tons and tons of Dugs from Phantom Menace, so I was happy. <laughs> I don't like Dugs. I found out. What I'm are the du- What are the Dugs? The Dugs are what Saboba is. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, that's like, I think they must be from Malastare or something. Yeah, they're also, I want to say they're in an episode of Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, they are. There's where like they're a, trying to kill some giant dragon-like thing, and you find out that they're really not, they're not nice. <laughs> I, so I, yeah, Malastare is mentioned in the movies, but it's in the Clone Wars. There's, I think there's a couple, a few episodes. I think there's a few episodes where they actually go to Malastare. But I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched Clone Wars. Yeah, and Clone Wars is tough to watch because it jumps around so much. Yeah. Still holds up. Well, I, I need to watch the last season. The last season is supposed to be really good. They use they use motion capture for the uh, for the fight scenes with if like you experience. Haven't seen it? You're you're doing yourself a disservice. It's oh, three well. arcs, and two of the arcs are really good. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I haven't seen. And I haven't seen like five minutes of Rebels yet. So. 
Rebels is a little tough in the beginning, but it doesn't take long. Rebels is very good and very worth watching. That's what I, that's what I've heard. I know that when I went to I went to Disney, I guess three years ago, four years ago, and they had um, in the Star Wars Landing Bay area, they had helmets and they had the uh, the Mandalorian woman from Rebels. They had her helmet is all like silver and pink. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yep, I'm gonna have to check that out. You'll you'll like it if. She's a Mandalorian. It goes. The Rebels really goes into the Mandalorians too. That's cool. So definitely, I would definitely say check out. You have Disney Plus. It's all on Disney Plus for free. Yeah, it's true. Here, uh, I hear Clone Wars is a lot more bearable if you follow a a guide online to put it in chronological order. Yeah, I definitely with Clone Wars want to. If I'm going to go back and watch it, I'm going to do like an essential viewing guide that cuts some of the the fluff. What are you talking about fluff? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, there's some really bad episodes, but the most of it, the thing about Clone Wars, the Clone Wars really shows how Va- how Anakin becomes Vader versus my wife yeah. is going to die. I'm going to kill everyone I love this, and then I'm still going to let her die. Like it, it, yeah. it shows him becoming to the dark side. It shows him getting frustrated with the Jedi Council where the movie doesn't show any of that other than. We'll put you on the console. We do not award you the rank of master. Oh, I'm going to kill everyone now. <laughs> like it makes him. It's a terrible. I hate the whole turn in the movie. But when you watch every and you know all the extra fiction, like you see it coming. Yeah. Well, I really feel like, and and that's I I I think the thing with like the prequels, one of the biggest problems is that it should have been that first movie. Qui Gon Jinn should have been Obi Wan, and Obi Wan should have been Anakin. It should have started off with Anakin like 18 years old instead of. And, and because then we could have had three movies to develop his character instead of one movie where he's just an annoying little kid. And so then they've got to develop his character basically in one and a half movies. It wasn't good. And it's like, we're just supposed to assume that between episode one and two, he became an asshole. And between episode two and three, he became a super asshole. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, so as I was saying about the, the jungle place, Malister, like it, it does have, it did have a fight that made me smile because I like dragons. Like you freaking fight. Is that a crate dragon that you're fighting near the end? You fight the crate dragon on Tatooine. What am I thinking of then? What you fought you... something in in you this... fight you fight you fight um, Montross on is the boss of Malastare level. Is that that giant like it's a giant monster? Everyone's shooting rocket launchers at you, right? With the crate dragon, that's what the crate dragon on. Um, Oops, I'm combining um, stuff. Unless I'm mistaken, unless I'm mistaken, you fight the because like Gardula the Hut. I think has like a pet crate dragon and you feed, you feed it, you feed it. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You let it eat its master. And I'm like, well, it should be full. Right. Cause huts are really big. It's like, no, nope. I can't remember what you fought then in that level. No, but it's kind of funny. Cause I'm, I'm playing KOTOR right now. And I just yesterday killed the crate dragon on KOTOR. <laughs> With a, yeah. That's a fun part. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I accidentally just... sold the, the pearl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what you fight then in the, in the, Jungle Planet. I just remember being there, but I don't even remember anything about what you're doing. Yeah, all I remember at the Jungle Planet is getting really lost in those <laughs> trees. So many freaking trees. And then I remember at the end you fight uh Montross while he's like on like he's on like a Oh, you're right. You're he's right. He's on like now a I... skiff firing rockets at you from far away. Okay, that that wasn't I had infinite infinite jetpack, so that was that was easy. But yeah, the one thing interesting, like the two times in this game they want you to use the rocket launcher, at least they give you infinite rocket launcher in the boss fight. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They always give you what you need for whatever part. Like they kind of are, they place weapon stuff like right before you're about to go into a place where there's lots of good sniping stuff, you walk up and there's sniper rifle ammo. Or if you're in a place where rockets would be useful, you walk up and there's rocket ammo. I thought that was good. It's it a good way of 
game telling you what to do without telling you what to do. And this and this is also where he gets his he gets a slave one in this uh, when you run out when you escape the asteroid prison he gets yeah. a slave one. I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, I thought I liked giving a little. They don't explain why he calls it slave one, but that's fine because Lucas did years ago. I guess they could have yeah. come up with something something about I don't know. They could have, but that would involve more thought that was probably put into this game. Yeah, I feel like a lot of thought was put into. I mean, I feel like this game was. As Star Wars games from this era go, I feel like it was one of the best ones from this time. Like, there's been like some really good Star Wars games over time, but there's also been a lot of bad ones. I feel like this was a time where this is one of the better ones from this kind of decade or so. <laughs> Republic Commando. <laughs> yeah, Republic Commando. Republic Commando. I mean, that's what I, those books I was talking about are actually start of a tie-in novel to that game. Yeah, that, that game's good. This game's yeah. good. <laughs> well, yeah, Republic Commando is a lot better, but I mean, and I thought I thought this was. I mean, I thought. Like I said, it had flaws, but I, I I liked it. I thought the story was good. Like I said, John Knowles is awesome. For what I could, there were no subtitles so that kind of upset me because I like I like to read subtitles and I couldn't and I couldn't always oh, hear everything yeah. in this game. Yeah. Oh, I do want to talk about Tatooine. Tatooine was the, my. This is I was already full blown. You know, I'm cheating, but Tatooine was my favorite level of this game. One because I I love Return of the Jedi when I was yeah. a kid. I, when I went to rewatch Return of the Jedi last year and I was doing my, when I was going through all the movies again for Rise of Skywalker, I couldn't finish Return of the Jedi. I just couldn't get myself to, after I got past Tatooine, I was done. And, but I just love Tatooine. And like when I, when, when you're in the Tatooine level and you're just running through like Maul's Island, you're just gunning down people left and right. Yeah. Big smile. Yeah. It, it, well, that, the only thing I didn't like about it is that's the level where they take away your jetpack. Yep. Yeah. And for no reason, there's no story reason. You're just like, all right, well, I'm in, I'm in Tatooine. Better take the jetpack off, leave it on the ship. That's a we'll Mandalorian. Won't be needing right? this. Well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, uh, maybe Tatooine, maybe Moss Eisley has a no jetpack rule. I don't know. Yeah, they probably rule. have a no, probably have a no murder rule too, but we don't really abide by that. <laughs> you kill no so rule. many people there. The oh my god, that's true. I mean, you <laughs> you killed too many. Like I. Man, they should. This, he should have been the one being hunted in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm looking at my my stats. Two thousand thirty seven people killed in this game. It was all self defense. <laughs> also, well, the the occasional person that walked in the way. The occasional Jawa. Jawa oh, I, I shot the Jawa just because I saw Jawa. He was getting shot, and I just, just to make, hear them. They make that little scream too that <laughs> the Jawas make. Yep. No, I'm like, Jawa, let's kill him. <laughs> it's in the, the fourth level, that, or is it fifth level, that has the, the sand people, too. Fifth. Yeah. It's, well, it's <laughs> I, I killed all those it's guys. The, it's when you're, it's the, I guess, yeah, it's the fifth level, Tatooine. It's the fifth level, so. Oh, there, there's one part that made me just get giddy. When you're, when you're flying around in the canyons, because you're going after something, I don't even remember, it doesn't matter, and you end up seeing, you end up seeing the Scarlet Pit from Return of the Jedi, and you see Jabba's cruiser, I, I had to jump on Java's cruiser immediately. There's nothing there yes. but enemies. Yeah, the but... sail barge. Yeah, did you uh, did you fall in the uh, Sarlacc pit? I did. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> I fell in the Sarlacc pit so many times, <laughs> like <laughs> because I would run out of jetpack and I would land on the sand, and then you just immediately slide. You can't walk. I figured mm-hmm. out how to kind of like hop, jump, uh, and like slowly refill my jetpack, like uh, Breath of the Wild. You can put people down there too. Yeah. <laughs> I knocked a few guys down there, and, I'm, and you just hear them scream as they go, and I'm like, ah, this is satisfying. Yeah. That that was my favorite level in the entire game. was, and just, But that's also just because I'm such a big fan of, them, of that movie. I'm such a big fan of that, of that area. So being there, yeah. he filled me with a kind of joy that just made this game really good for me. And that one little part, I'm like, I really enjoy this game. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I did like the ta- I, I liked Tatooine once you got your jetpack back, though. Like before you got the jetpack back, I was just like, "Oh, this is the combat is so crappy when you can't fly." You're not wrong. They're just in like Dark Souls rolling everywhere. It does not. <laughs> the rolling is terrible because I don't think there's that many iframes, and you also can't you can't shoot when you roll or when you jump. Like he yeah. won't shoot, so it, you're trying to dodge and do things like, "Oh, I'm going to do this and be cool." It's like, eh, sure you are. I but mean, you can, yeah. You can roll while you're in the jetpack while you're up in the air for Which some is reason. Really cool. I like that. Like when you <laughs> jump and you do like a little like combat roll in the air. Yeah, I did it quite a bit just just because. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like I thought the jetpack physics in this game were really good. Um, I wish that I wish I had just used the cheap for infinite jetpack honestly because <laughs> it, it sucked like running out at an inopportune minute. It wasn't easy. To your death. That was why the- I had to have save states. Was I mean I I think. Of all my like hundred plus deaths, they were mostly from the jetpack running out while I was crossing a gap. Oh yeah, and it, it also used a mechanic with falling that it was the distance you fell determined if you died or not. So even if you have your jetpack, if you fall and your jetpack regenerates before you hit the ground, it's still you die because you fell a certain distance. And it was it, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that either. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple parts that were pretty epic that I did that happen to me, like where you're climbing up conveyor belts and you have to get like the part when you have like these two car like train car looking things, you have to get across like this huge gap and people are trying to snipe you. Yeah. It was kinda like that. <laughs> I think that was I think that was in uh the Death Stick Factory and in, in yep. Coruscant. Yeah. There were some I mean that was epic though. That was a really epic moment to me. It, yeah, I thought that I really liked the factory. It was very cartoon. It actually reminded me of um, the one of the dumbest parts of episode two, where C three PO is on the conveyor belt in pieces, <laughs> and R two D two's flying somehow to pick him yeah. up. It was, but it reminded me of that of all the conveyor belt, just like a jungle of conveyor belts that don't make any sense. Welcome to Attack of the Clones. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, like exploding barrels on the on the. Uh, conveyor belts so you could shoot them at just the right moment and knock a bunch of guys off of stuff and <laughs> so that was one of the few levels i died in even with the cheat because apparently when your shots get reflected back at you oh yeah they still deal damage oh. when you're shooting a whole bunch of shots it's kind of hard to dodge so i would just i shot at one of the barrels but it had already passed through the barrier and I was just instantly dead. It had the magnetic, <laughs> like the magnetic shielding or whatever they call it, they call yeah. it, where it makes it reflect back. <sighs> yeah, this game. Oh yeah. And but fighting that crate dragon, or that was an epic fight at the end of Tatooine. Like that really got me excited when I got to do that. Yeah, and I read a guide after I already had beaten it, and it was like, so what you have to do is you want to shoot it in the mouth when it opens its mouth. And I just, I, I didn't even think to do that. I was just running around behind it, just slowly, slowly pecking it to death with my hand blasters. It takes a while. Yeah. It's a very long fight. Yeah, but I think if you shoot it with rockets in its open mouth, it's the shorter one. But I didn't, Something even, I didn't happened. even try that. <laughs> and then eventually he was taking a lot of damage, but I don't really even know what the hell I did. I just know he died eventually. Yeah. But I also I, didn't care. So. I addressed that fight like I addressed every other fight, and I just went in and just sprayed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I figured out on like my fourth attempt at that fight is that I needed to kill all the guys up on the gallery first because they're firing those rocket launchers, and again, it just like slows the game down tremendously when those rockets are going, and then you can't dodge for crap. Yeah, welcome to this game. Yeah. Oh, and then the last mission was kind of dumb i didn't like the last well, part where you're i like wanted a, to know if y'all figured out the trick to level six or not you mean flamethrower everybody flamethrower everyone. yeah the bandogor like i just like i was like i wonder 
since they're run up on me, I just like hit flamethrower and they die instantly. I was like, oh, oh, okay. And so it was <laughs> so easy. I would just stand at a doorway. I would just drag like 80 of them back to a doorway and then just hit flamethrower and watch them all burn to death. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but that, that flamethrower was not not my favorite because you couldn't move when you're firing it. And it, luckily it, it doesn't use ammo, but it does use your jetpack fuel. So you, it you does, yeah. have to recharge, but that wasn't a big deal. But you had, a, it, it, it had a lot of ammo, but the, the, the problem I found with it was um, it used a different aiming mechanic than everything else. And so every time I would turn it on, I would immediately shoot it up at the ceiling Yep. until I got really used to it. And then once I got used to it, I got good at like jetpacking over, dropping, rolling flamethrower, everybody into like an area. So I, I liked I liked the last level until you got to the the death fog. I don't I didn't I did not for some reason I did not care for that level and even like the whole like the weird ass like at some point Django Fett gets captured and looks like they're gonna shove his face full of death sticks or something I didn't really understand what was going on. I I, I think it was supposed to be the like similar to like the torture droid that they use on Princess Leia and Han Solo in the original movies. Oh, where it has like all those needles coming at his, coming at their face. I hate that I, thing. I thought that's what they were going for with it. Um, okay. I was, yeah, I was like, um, when you go to fight Montross, I'm like, wait, is this the end of the game? I'm not going to get to fight the dark Jedi chick, but then, then yeah, you get to go fight her. And the, I, the way I think you, you brought it up earlier, but the way he dies where he just leaves them to get massacred by these zombie looking things. I mean, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the Bando Gora, I think is what they're called. They're the people that I guess they smoke too many tainted death sticks. Something like that. I, I didn't really understand what, what they were going well, to. Something the, about the, the, the deal was that Vosa was trying to basically put this mind control drug in Death Sticks so that she could create like an army of like zombie people to like and she commands them at the end and they actually become like where they follow her commands with like a thought with the dark with the dark side, I guess. So I guess that's what she was going for. I don't know if the I guess she was just trying to poison the galaxy, like everyone that smokes death sticks. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew what was going on. Yeah, but I thought, I thought the fight with her was pretty cool. Um, did you think to uh, Roper? No, I didn't try that. Yeah, so if when she dot when she flies at like when she like does her little like you know four speed like dash at you, you can roll to the side and then use your whip cord on her, and it ties her up, and then she just stands there while you shoot her for like oh. five five seconds, and then she breaks oh. the cord and she becomes involved. She like well, she'll like float. She'll She'll uh, cut the cord of her with her lightsabers, and then she'll like levitate five feet off the ground for a few seconds, and she's invulnerable. And then she drops back down, and it's regular fight again. And so you just shoot at her till she starts deflecting, and then just wait for her to to dash at you, and then dodge, whip cord, shoot her. And then they helpfully give you one of those big like machine guns right before the fight. And so I uh, I did that, and so she was pretty. Uh, she was pretty. I think I died twice fighting her, maybe once. I thought I, I was fast, but she managed to deflect all my shots as I was firing at her at super speed. Yeah, and that was the thing. She can't deflect. <laughs> That's why I was like, well, I wonder about the whipcord, because she, she wouldn't be able to deflect the whipcord. She would just like, it, she wouldn't be able to knock it back at me anyway. So, and I was like, well, that's how, that's how he almost gets Luke. I mean, that's how Boba Fett almost gets Luke. Let me try that. And it worked. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. There was a lot of just, when you, when you, in that fight, it was, she does deflect a ton of freaking shots. Yeah, well, I didn't, I did, I, I hardly ever shot at her, uh, so I didn't have her deflect. But then, like, yeah, she, the first time I shot at her, she deflected back at me, like, oh, oh nope, not going to do that. Yeah, I, I would just hold, I would just keep shooting until it got through. Because eventually, you have to, if she, if you wait till she charges at you, you can hit her. But I thought it was cool you get to fight a Jedi. Like, I was not expecting a Jedi in this game. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she's the one you're going after, so I figured she would be the last boss. And then, like I said, when you got to Montross, I'm like, oh, I guess Montross is the last boss. I didn't even know there was a Jedi in this game until I saw, I was looking up things, and I saw somewhere showed a, je- a Jedi. I'm like, oh, there's Jedi in this game. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention. You must have, ki- that, you must have skipped that cutscene. Yeah, she's I she's in it at the, the, the cutscene after you leave the first planet where you're, like, with the arena. She's like in there, like ordering someone to go at, to go kill you or something. Oh, I, yeah, I skipped that. Yeah, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It's not. It, yeah, it, it it was just cool. And then that's and then by him killing her, that's how he ends up winning the contract with Darth Tyran or Tyrannus, well, Count Dooku, to then be clone. And his whole, you know, he wants a cl- he wants his clone to be his son. Yeah, and I I thought that that was actually a cool way to explain how Jango gets picked. Because the movies don't really give you any reason why. They're just like, oh, well, he's an awesome bounty hunter. Um, just trust us, he is. And he fights Obi-Wan and does decently against Obi-Wan. So like, all right, well, he held up against a Jedi. That's cool. Maybe he is pretty good. And then he just dies. I'm like, all right, well, never mind. <laughs> but uh, I thought this was cool. It's like that he had to win. He had to basically, Dooku set up his apprentice to be killed. And he wanted to just, he wanted someone who was capable of taking down a Jedi to be the one they clone. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was odd, and I thought it was cool. They gave her the the dual wielding lightsabers and their the the curve handle ones like Dooku uses, and the one uh God, what the hell, Asashi Ventress uses too. Yeah, Asas- Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, is like Ventress from Clone Wars, and I guess Ahsoka too. Does Ahsoka use the- blades too? No, no, no. She uses the double, the two lightsabers. Oh, okay. She uses the long and the short, the katana and the tanto or whatever. Yeah, no, I. I- Again, that's one of the things that always never made sense to me when it comes to the rest of the trilogy. Because when they've added new Jedi that were in that were in the Clone Wars that survived that just didn't appear for you know the whole time Luke is fighting. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that, and that's really the problem is you know like Jedi are are cool, right? Everyone wants Jedi in their story, uh, and so but then that doesn't really fit with the original trilogy. So if you want Jedi in your story, you have to be like Kotor and be like Old Republic, or you have to really retcon things to where they don't make sense. Yeah, I mean they they retcon like why Ahsoka's not around in in the Clone Wars and Rebels yeah. and everything like that is explained. Well, that's good in this new season. Yeah, in, in Rebels, well, no. Uh, oh. All right, don't tell me. Never mind. Don't tell me. I'm not gonna say. I'm just trying to think <laughs> where it is. No, in Clone Wars, they mention it. Rebels explains it in the when you get done watching Clone Wars and Rebels, you will completely understand what she was doing, where she was during all that time. Yeah, I mean, and and that's and some of the EU books do a decent job of that too. Like the the last Karen Trap, the last of the Republic Commando novels is is uh it's a, it's after Order sixty six, so it's instead of called Republic Commando, it's called Imperial Commando. There was supposed and, to be a sequel called that too. Yeah, it's called Imperial Commando five hundred and first. You know, to about the five hundred first Legion and all that. And uh, in that, there's like a gray Jedi who's hiding out from everybody and and all that. Okay. And they're kind of explaining, like, he's, like, hiding out, taking care of, like, orphans or something. Oh, and also one thing we should mention, that the he leaves the person, the person that's with him, what's her name again? Zam. Zam. Damn, he leaves at the end of episode four in a jail cell, or episode, no, episode five, he leaves in a jail cell because you get captured by the hut because she betrays right. you. Right. And then she comes and saves him in, in chapter six. And then that's what because he's about when he's about to be tortured and killed by the fallen Jedi. And that's why. And then in the end of the game, he takes her. He takes her with him on Slave One. And she's like, so are we going to split this five million uh, credit bounty? He's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, it makes everything so weird in Attack of the Clone that he kills her like he's known her for 10 years. 
and he just kills her because she's about to talk. Yeah, I mean, like that. He kills her like it's nothing. And in this game, they they even push that maybe they like each other like romantically and all that. A horrible. And person. and uh, his uh, his Toydarian friend is trying to hook him up. And then yeah, Attack of the Clones is like, no, oh, you're dead. Just dead. Failed on me. And that level, you have to escort her. Like I go, I went across the the oh, uh, extend a bridge for her, and it kept giving me an error. It was every time I try to use it. So I fly back over and she's just gone. I have no idea what happened to her. That's the only level I had to skip. Well, well yeah, 2002. See, with that one, the thing is, is like, um, what I, I didn't even, I, I didn't pay attention, I guess, when she said what she was doing. So I was like, why can I not move forward here? And then she's like, you know, I can't, cl- I, I don't have a jet pack. She just kept saying that over and over. You know, I don't have a jet pack. And I yep. figured out, I was like, oh, I guess I've got to like lower this, lower this crane. <laughs> And then raise this bridge, turn on the cell. Like, can't you do anything in your fucking self? <laughs> she can snipe people. Yeah, she does, she does snipe some dogs for you. That's true. That's about it, though. She, All right, she any, snipes some dogs. Any last things to say about the game before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? We'll be, we uh, got a lot, so we'll, be, I, we'll I, find new things. Just, I, I like it. I think I liked it more than you guys. Uh, I yeah. don't know if I would play it again. Not hard. <laughs> um, like I said, like the guy that made it, John Knowles, is really cool. He made so many of the good Star Wars games. I feel, I feel like he he put as much love into this as they were going to allow to be put into it. If that makes any sense, it makes sense. I mean, I can I can see it. it I mean, once I understood that I could tap a button, the game made a lot you know a lot easier. But yeah, I, just I mean, don't this like is this is one of I think this might be one of the last LucasArts ones too before they turned over the license to EA. But I could be wrong. I want to say there was more. I want to say oh, there's, there's definitely there's definitely more. This is I, I can't remember any good LucasArts Star Wars games after after this though. Really, May, I guess. Well, no, ba- Battlefront. Battlefront's after this. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down for Battlefront. I played a bunch of that back in the day. Yeah, that was one that I missed. I and then I just got I played way later, and they still have ser- fan servers and stuff. Yeah. On um, the last one they did was. Yeah, Bounty Hunter, you have Flight of the Falcon for Game Boy Advance, Star Wars Shoji Apprentice of the Force, 2004, Republic Commandos, 2005, Lethal Alliance for PSP, hmm, that's <laughs> uh, 2006, and then that was getting near the end. Yeah, exactly. So that's, and, and then, like, they, you know, you have the Lego games are made by Traveler Tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Their last one was uh, The Force Unleashed, which is, you know. That's a, I like Force Unleashed. I, I, yeah. I mean, Both Force Unleashed right. is 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 got some. It's got cool. It's like the it's like the prequels. It has lots of cool parts. I'm I'm a fan of them. Yeah. All right. Star Wars Force Unleashed 2010. Okay. There you go. I Force Unleashed. Right, so I was way off. One. So 2002. I'm way off. But I think this might be one of John Knowles' last ones because he did so many. Go- he did he did like Shadow of the Empire, Super Good Star game. Wars. He did Dark Forces one and two. He did X Wing. So Dark he Force did a, a lot of good ones. Yeah. I someday really need to play more. I need to play Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 and Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy, but I don't know if that will yeah. happen. Outcast is a game like that I've played and beaten so many times. Like, And I, I played the multiplayer. I was really into Outcast. I played it once when I was got it on PC, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I never finished it. It's always been on my list to go back and play and it. It's on, it's on the Switch now. Yeah, I wouldn't, play it. I wouldn't play it that way either. But uh, <laughs> I started. I Dark Forces. They have like a DOS box like mod that gives you mouse look and makes it into like a modern third person shooter. And that 
that makes Dark Forces a ton of fun. I mean, Dark Forces is already good, but it's hard to go back to those like Doom controls. Oh yeah, got some problems. Yeah, but it's really but with the 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 mods to where it uses mouse and all that. It's it's mouse and keyboard. It's a lot of fun. I was actually playing it a couple of months ago. Okay, I played it last year, or I think last year. I don't remember. Yeah. I played it for the show episode twelve. I'm not sure yeah. how far. <laughs> yeah, that makes that sounds about right. All right, I think we are going to go on to questions. I got I got more than I was expecting. First from the Overblood group, I got two. I'll read these <laughs> quick. From Mark Quesno, definitely a fine shooter. Was it perfect? No, but it was quite unique back when, and it was a great origin story for Django. Then, and it lets you blast the civilians from the first two planets. It lets you blast them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I like the the short guys that you shoot. They do like a cartwheel in the air Ooh. when they die. Yeah, that was fun. And from Jake Watson, I remember scoring the levels for bounty targets, so I don't remember if the money is even spendable. Also, it had a lot of bonus content like comic books and outtakes that I enjoyed. Are correct? The and concept art's awesome. I got a lot. I got so many comments from the Star Wars, the Mandalorian group, which I was just <laughs> like, because I had posted this in a couple groups and nobody was responding to me. I'm like, well, I'll try this and see if they answer. And they answered way more than I expected. So thank you, Mandalorians. This is the way. And so I'll read a couple. First one from Harrison Schaefer. I played it. I played it, but on GameCube was an amazing game. Adam Maddox loved this game. One of the best Star Wars games ever. Raymond Broom, Django is a Mandalorian because I posted that he wasn't a Mandalorian. I, I thought they changed his canon at one point. It's so yeah. If you look it up, it's basically some of some of things that are in canon say he's a, a Mandalorian, and some of them that are also canon say he's not. And there's an episode of Clone Wars where Obi Wan is talking to an ambassador from Mandalore who says Django is not a Mandalorian, and he stole the armor. But okay. I think I think online, people are like, well, that guy is a bad guy, though, so he could have been lying. It's like, what, whatever. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I remember hearing that, so I was wondering where that came from. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. And from Craig Sardina, this is still the best video game I ever played. I love collecting <laughs> the side bounties and eventually got them all. I thought Jeez. it was great in his story involved the huts, and that the game tied in partly with the comics that came out around that time. Love going toe-to-toe with Montreal on one of the moons of Bogdan. Oh man, guys! Y'all need to, y'all need to play game. Jedi Outcast. Y'all need to play X Wing. You need to play, <laughs> you need to play Kotor. You need to play Old Republic. That wasn't I just mean, best Star Wars game. That was best game overall. Best game, like yeah, he loved this game. It's oh, like man. someone who like they bought a they bought a PS2 so they could play this game. <laughs> Oh, here's another one from Thomas Croce. Best game ever and even the most difficult to play. I was trying to complete the Desert of Tatooine Love, but I kept dying after five times. It was game over. I was so upset, but I mean, where else can you fly a jetpack over the Sarlacc while rolling in the air, firing guided missiles? Too cool. That is true. That is that is a lot of fun. That that Like you were saying, that's one of my favorite parts where you're jetpacking through the canyons with a sniper rifle and rockets. And this one from Elijah Marquez. Bro, I still play this on, on my PS4. It's in the online store. It's one of my top games right now. Okay. A lot of people really like this game. I, well, I wonder Wrong if the game. PS4 version has better uh, performance, too. Uh, I mean, it still has, you know, it might, have, it might play a little better, but it still ha- it doesn't have any quality of life enhancements or anything. No, but I mean, like, I, yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still going to be, you're still, oh, this person from Jera Fett, one of my favorites, loved the storyline. I'm curious if your last name actually is Fett. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I just I'm just looking at these right now. Just so many people saying I love this game. I love this. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm happy if people really like this game. Well, I liked the game a lot. I liked the game a lot. I mean, it it was a lot of fun. And if I had played it back in 2002, it would have been one of my top games on the game because I didn't have a PS2, but I had a GameCube at launch, and I can remember the games I had on GameCube, and this would have been in like the top three games I had on that system back then 
but playing mm-hmm. it for the first time in 2020, I'm like, well, it's it's a good Star Wars game. It's not. There's at least a dozen better Star Wars games, though. And I'm this one from John Madden. Something with this game always made me nauseous. Must be the way it turns around or something. I did like it. What little I played of it. He's not wrong. Yeah. John Madden. Yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> he came back from the dead. <laughs> Is John Madden dead? Pretty sure. I don't think he's dead. I thought so. I was just saying that they're like, I can't believe it thing from the Madden game. From the isn't that the isn't that Madden from the No, you're the, right. He's still alive. Yeah. 84. 84. I thought he was dead. No, he's a Star Wars fan. See, he's he's like Boba Fett. You think he's dead, but it turns out the best car armor can resist the the uh the, the juices. All right, now I'm going to go, and then I have a couple to read from the Star Wars discussion room, which I didn't think anybody would comment. But again, this is I post in this group first, nobody said anything. So then I post in the Mandalorian group, and then everybody commented that I was not expecting to read much for this episode. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> here I am. Okay, this I don't know, but I'm going to read this one from Steve Watson. He said, lots of people played this on current gen because it was part of a download code that came with Battlefront. Oh. I, I mean, that's cool. That is really cool. For that free? Makes, I would love to. Well, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh, I didn't love it. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I spent I think I spent twelve dollars on it. <laughs> you know, if I if I find if I find a copy of PS2 and GameCube for under ten dollars, which is what it goes for on eBay one time, and I'm, I will buy it just because I wouldn't I I wouldn't mind having it on my shelf in my collection. Yeah, my thing is like I I, I pirate stuff that I only that I already own. So I just I bought it on eBay for twelve dollars. It's worth twelve dollars. I yeah, it was it was definitely worth twelve dollars. I got according to this screen, I got just under ten hours out of it. That's that's pretty good for twelve dollars. Too many hours of suffering though. <laughs> uh, all right, and I'll I'll, I'll read this one because I had called this game a hidden gem because I didn't believe that. But that was just my way of marketing it to people, see who would respond. <laughs> and from Nick Henry he said, "Is hidden gems a segment on your podcast?" My mom found me some good games, Majora's Mask, and I asked for Ocarina of Time and some bad games, Resident Evil. I don't know which one. <laughs> Most of them aren't bad. This is my first Star Wars game I played that wasn't like, okay, here's a ship, fly around. I'm talking about Rogue Squadron, Pod Racer for the N64. I remember loving that game. The green, the green bounty hunter HUD screen. It was about you and your job. Zam was in it. It had a story that wasn't really tied to the main ones. Star Wars clearly needed a smaller, more personal story. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was like almost twenty when this came out. But if I had been like ten and gotten this game, I would have would have blown my socks off. Oh, and from Scott Towser, this one could interest people who are listening to this. It's available on PS Now. I was playing it a little bit ago. So hey, if you have PS Now, you can play it for free. Is PS Now like uh, Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, it's what I recommend people playing it. I mean, now I know how to tap the button. I mean, I can recommend it. <laughs> Don't play the way I first played it. I, I would recommend play it on PC with save states because otherwise you're going to get really frustrated by just completely pointless, unavoidable deaths. <laughs> yep. Even with save states, I saw a bunch of those. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I easily died a hundred times in this game. I just, but with save states, no big deal. I was just like, walk into a new room, F1, uh, F1, die, <laughs> F3. Yeah. And the last question I'm going to read from the Laser Time group, uh, from Edward Santander. I loved this game when it came out, saw it was listed on the PSN, and though the camera is a big native, I don't remember how I felt at the time, I still enjoyed it. Oh, we didn't talk about the camera. <laughs> we should, oh, we God. Okay, Good. the PS2, all right, I don't know what it is, the PS2 games and the camera being reversed on the x-axis uh, but it drives me insane oh yes and it, right it there took, i had to like eventually my brain rewired for it and then i went to play dark souls 3 and it's not that way and i like immediately died because i couldn't remember how to control the camera in a modern game 
after 10 hours of rewired brain. So we didn't talk just, about it last week on the Ratchet and like, Clank episode. Those controls are all inverted by default, but you can change those. You can't change them in this one. Yeah, in this one you can change, I think, the Y-axis, which you don't want to because it's already correct. But the X-axis, for some <laughs> reason, and I don't get it. It's the same way. In the, uh, I know, like I'm playing Persona 4 on PS2 right now, and it's the same way, but that's not an action game. So it's fine. It's annoying, but it's fine. And I thought about going and just reversing the act, like going into this, the oh, the, the emulator controls and reversing the controls. And then I was like, no, 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 I'll just I'll just get used to it. I was but, yeah. to the point where I would use the the button you tap to center the camera behind them. I I wouldn't rotate it on my own otherwise. Oh yeah. Well, once it, I got it, used to locking on to people, it wasn't as bad because with the lock on, then at least you know it just like it swivels you to the newest target. So. Yeah, I like, did, like you did know about the lock on button, right? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I did. I couldn't remember. I played this game a week ago, and I've been playing a better game since then. I was like, wait a second, what the hell was? It? Yeah, but I, I was, I was really glad to see that people liked this game. Yeah, I like I said, I, I, I liked it. I, I didn't expect to like it that much, and I liked it. it. Definitely not the best Star Wars game by a mile, but pretty good. Definitely the best uh, jetpack shooter game I've played. Though what I don't know if I Mike? played the other ones. Uh, oh, the game we're playing next week also has a very long third chapter. I can't remember what the third chapter was. I just did it. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> um, but you are correct. Pretty sure. I just don't. I just all of a sudden I can't remember what it, I can't. Oh, yep. I think. Yeah, you're right. I'm a little tired this morning. <laughs> My brain isn't working very well. But no, I was really happy. Like I was saying, I was really happy to see that people have such fond memories of this game. It, it it made me feel good. Unfortunately, I can't say the same thing, but I'm glad that other people did. But, oh, hey, one thing I have to say that I, I did just because I could, and it made me smile, you can shoot a dugong and kill it for no reason, but you can. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, def- I definitely did that. Dewback, not dugong, dewback. Dugong's a Pokemon. Dewback, yeah, dewback. And dewback's... The, the, the things in the tattooing level? The, the green animals. things, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I killed everything I could. <laughs> I, I, I killed one on accident, and... Uh, I was like, oh, you can kill those. All right. I was like, come on, I wonder if you can kill this. And I just shot at a bunch of like, ooh, and it fell over and died. <laughs> I was using it. One of those guys was on one of the big uh, turbo lasers. I uh, I got behind a dewback for cover, and, it, and he just roasted that dewback. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, to me, like that, those are the cool things that you get to see stuff from the Star Wars world, and you get to be rounded. Like, that, that made me excited, but. That's always some of the best fun of Star Wars games is getting to see those things from the movies that were such a big part of my life. It wasn't in the original movies. <laughs> well, they're, well, no, but still. <laughs> they were in the redo not, not, version of the original movies. Yeah, not that so much as some of the other stuff, like getting to be like running around the streets of Moss Eisley was really yeah, That was cool. So and I think we should go to Shelfer Box. I got one more thing to say oh, about, sure. about the ending. So when Dooku goes to uh, close Kamari... Voices eyes. He like she's laying upside down. He wipes his hands from her chin to her forehead and somehow closes <laughs> her eyes. The force closed her bottom lids. <laughs> the force. Yeah, everything's the force. <laughs> uh, I just want to point she's it got out. Bottom like, eyelids like a cat. <laughs> I was watching. I'm like, wait, that's not right. And I pulled up the the walkthrough I've been using, replayed it again. I'm like, yeah, that's totally wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised you replayed that part again. Oh, no, we just, didn't even mention it. Just in the video. Oh, okay. We didn't even mention that she's like a dominatrix also. Because it's it's two thousand two, so our our we have to have the female character be barely clothed. Because <laughs> yeah, Matrix is already tanked by now, so we gotta ride that high. 
No, yeah. Matrix came out in 2003. Yeah, the, the first one was out in 98, 97. By now, they had already tanked the sequels. I remember The Matrix was the first DVD I bought when I was working at Target in 1999. And I didn't have a DVD player, but I misunderstood how uh, DVDs work. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to put it in my computer. It works in PSA. It can work in, in your computer. But not, not in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> 1999. Oh, no, probably not. You had to have a PS2. Wait, what year was PS2? PS2 is 2000. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. You didn't miss anything. No. The movie is. Uh, movie still, Matrix 1 is still all right. So. Oh, Matrix yeah. is awesome. Uh, I, I watched The Matrix like a couple of months ago. It holds up for me. None of the others do. But. Yeah, don't watch. Don't don't <laughs> no. go past. Reload is okay if you just want mindless stupidity, but Revolution is not good. Speaking of PS2 graphics... <laughs> yeah, I do. I do want to play Enter the Matrix someday, just because. I played. Uh, uh, which one was the was Enter the Matrix the the cross platform one that was like this? I think so. Where you play? Yeah, it's where you play as Jada Smith. Yeah, yeah, I played that. I actually rented that game. My my best friend and I were roommates in college, and we rented that for the GameCube and played through and beat it in a weekend. It was cool. It was a good game for the time. It was you know like this. Path of Neo is pretty good. I never played Path of Neo. I didn't play that either. Yeah. I remember liking it. But I would not be object objecting to playing it. Oh, no, I was wrong. Reloaded didn't come out until 2003. Okay, so I was right. Thank you. I like being right. There's a Matrix 4. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Okay. coming. 2022. Oh, and because I'd forgotten to mention this the last two weeks, I want to bring this up now. Um, I actually got some fan mail from somebody not too long ago. They sent, they sent me a, a messenger on Facebook, and the Facebook in the Facebook page for game my mom found and after this is my world up they sent me a reddit image of what they thought about where i'm gonna post eventually but i'm actually gonna describe it on here too because that's the best way to describe <laughs> the pictures it has mario peach and bowser sitting on a on a couch together and it says and here's the thing it says takes a shot slams down the shot glass bowser mario and peach are in a polyamorous triad with a kidnapping and rescue kink <laughs> and it's just like okay i can you know i can see it because you know she does keep getting kidnapped all the time so yeah <laughs> That's what that that was. She sent that to me, and I and I've been thinking about it, like, okay, I can buy that. And it's I've been wanting stage to play, that. like we talked in the Mario World episode. Well, three, not definitely not World. <laughs> I don't think three. World three's is a stage play. I don't think any of the others are. That's are. not what Nintendo hints at. The... Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. Also I, I like in Odyssey world. where at the end she's like, actually, I'm just going to go on vacation. F both of you. <laughs> I really do need to play Odyssey someday. Bowser, oh, I ruined okay. it. At the I end, like you're, you're like patting Bowser. Mario's patting Bowser on the shoulder, like it's all right. I won't be playing it for the story. It'll be okay someday. All right, I think we should go to Shelf or Box. And Mike, why don't you go first? Oh, you want the positive one up first? Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to the box. Obviously, it's like even even without. <laughs> so a good licensed game should be good without the source material. <laughs> Yeah, see, you don't need the Percy Jackson lore and that to make it a good game. <laughs> you take Star Wars out of this and like how many people are going to still say they loved it? Like there's no direction. You're constantly wandering around these giant levels that somehow are giant, but have all tight corridors. So you're constantly lost. But like so Shadow of Mordor, I don't have any love for Lord of the Rings either, but that game is fantastic just because it's a good game on its own merits. Like, yeah. A license shouldn't carry a licensed game. It should still be a good game without it. And this is not. So it's going in the box. All right. I'll go next. This I'm a little torn between this one because there were times when I enjoyed myself. But overall, I never want to play this game and I want nothing to do with it ever again in my life. <laughs> I, I'm glad I played it because I got to I got to mark off that, 
you know, that invisible little checklist that, and it, and it was cool to finally finish this game, but I want no, I'm done. I'm good. It's going in the box. I will never play again. If you enjoyed this, I am happy that people really like this game. I'm happy that there are people out there like, oh, this is a great game. And as like Carrie said earlier, maybe if I played it in 2002, I'd like it too. But I played this in 2020 and I didn't like it. I'm good in the box and never need to see it again. But the cover does look cool. <laughs> so how about you, Carrie? Uh, I'm going to I'm put it in the box just because I don't see ever playing it again. I enjoyed it a lot, but I it's it's one of those games where, all right, well, I beat that. I'm good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to. So, so not a trash box, more of a a, a treasure, a treasured box. Still Mike, box. I, I like how you went from saying that you would buy it just to put it on your shelf to it's not going on the shelf. <laughs> it's not going on the game my mom found shelf, but I would own it just to own it. It's on the figurative shelf, not the literal shelf, or vice versa. I'm okay. The literal shelf is okay. I say it is literally on my shelf at the moment. <laughs> well, every game I own will eventually be on my shelf, just because that's the way I when I do display. Well. I will be at this time. At the time you're hearing this, I'll be in my house. Like, so I will be able to display my game. Oh, congrats! Eventually, once I buy bookshelves and actually go and organize over 500, 600 games in alphabetical order. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, t- to be technical, it's in a drawer because I don't have any of mine out on display. It's in a drawer next to the TV. So it's more than this game deserves. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, did you say? Oh, you said? Did you say shelf or box? I, I said. I said box. Okay. Oh wow! All three of us did. But I thought maybe you were going to shelf this. Well, I, it's like I say, it's a game I liked, but it's not a game I would ever play again. So if that's the criteria, then it's still the box. I have, you know, to be honest with you, I have no idea what the criteria is. I, I think the idea of the shelf, if I, from judging from your other episodes, is a game that you would occasionally play again. And I can't see any reason I would ever play this again. I don't. There's no reason why you should. Like, like if I'm if I'm gonna play a third person shooter like this for Star Wars, I mean Battlefront. The first Battlefront's third person, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather play Battlefront. That game's great. Yeah. So is Battlefront too. Mike, I yeah. think I would rather play Alone in the Dark 08 than, than <laughs> play this game again. <laughs> well, hey, guess what? I can make that happen for you, sir. Not until next year, the earliest. <laughs> if I, for some reason, I re- once I get my 360 hooked up again, I really want to play 08 Alone in the Dark again. <laughs> you don't. You really don't. <laughs> I remember really liking that game. Just in case we never do do it on the show, I beat it a couple years ago, and my wife is a witness to this. I took it out of the 360, I put it in his case, and I threw it from one room to another, frisbee <laughs> style. I was like, nope, done with that. <laughs> Not that bad. Oh, it's bad. The ending is atrocious. Okay, the ending was bad, yes. I, I don't know why, but I, I have fond memories of that game. I, I beat it once, and I never played it again, and... And at one point before you officially joined the show, I was thinking, hey, I should play this again. <laughs> and then you officially joined the show. I'm like, hmm. So maybe it could, have been, it could have been great. Like uh, a little more polish, like another year of polish. It could have been good. Like this game. Yeah, sure. It could use another year of polish, too. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that about I wish you go to plug and Carrie, do you want to plug your channel again? Yeah, it's twitch.tv slash X Seta, K-E-R-O-O-X-S-E-T-A. So I'm going to be actually straight. Well, I don't know. I'm going to stream there Sunday night, which is tonight, but maybe not for the people listening. No, uh, streaming, uh, making a Game Boy macro that I put together yesterday. So, nice. cool. well, yeah, well, and what was I going to say? So, yeah, there will be a link to his Twitch channel in the show note. As long as you send me one, I will post it in there. And 
also want to give another shout out to Nerd Radio, N3RD Radio, the guy that does a podcast every Sunday where he talks for eight hours, which I can't understand how he does that, but he's live and he does it. So definitely you'll see a link in the show notes for him. So definitely hit him up if you're interested. And I also want to say thank you again for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have other Star Wars episodes for you to listen to because we covered a lot of Star Wars at one point. We actually covered uh, Star Wars Nice Old Republic episode 69. We covered the Dark Later Ford Lord of the Sith comic at one point. We did episode 48, Shadows of the Empire. We covered the Star Star Wars holiday special. Because I hate my co-host. <laughs> um, we covered episode 21. We did Republic Commando, one of the best Star Wars games ever. And we did episode oh, yeah. 13. We covered Star Wars Dark Forces. So awesome. You, and so this is your third John Knowles game. I yeah. guess. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> no, it's not a John Knowles podcast. Hey, I do like some of his games, apparently. Yeah. I didn't even know who he was until you started mentioning him. So, so definitely check those out if you need more Star Wars. And also, if you enjoy this, we do lots of other episodes. We do game episodes every week. We do movie episodes. We're currently going through the MCU, and you have the whole first phase one is out for you to listen to at the time of this recording. So definitely go check those out. We do comic episodes. We do a few mini episodes. Only one out as of this recording, I think, but there'll be more coming. So definitely check those out. You know, I forgot to mention what the hell we're talking about next week. <laughs> I just realized I'm talking and talking. Like, wait, it's like I didn't mention next week's game. Uh, Mike, since I think you kind of picked it, you want to introduce what we're talking about next week? Uh, we were playing 2010's Alan Wake for the spart- start of Spooktober. Yes. Oh. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> we're starting early this year. Yeah, we're doing seven weeks of Spooktober. Nice. As I uh, effectively or uh, lovingly have started calling it Spooktember. That's yeah, a good way to do it. I mean, hey, people love spook. Last last year we did six episodes, mostly by accident, but this year it was actually planned. It was planned to do six, and then it became seven. Because of Alan Wake was kind of a last minute. Like, hey, let's play this instead. Yeah, we got some good stuff lined up. And Blood Omen 2. And Blood Omen 2. <laughs> Another 2002 game. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2002. <laughs> I don't like you. Oh, we, we got... Not a good year for games. Not, oh, it, not a good year for non-Nintendo games. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we got a 2002 Nintendo game coming up, too, that is quite good. We do? We do. We can talk about that after. Okay. We don't want to spoil everything. I mean, I probably will be posting it by the time people hear this, so it doesn't matter because I post <laughs> it. Uh, but oh, right, right, I want to give an awesome shout out to intro and outro, courtesy of Bulby, aka Mike Sony from his EP Bite the Bullet, song to Cool Kid Squad. You can see a link in his show notes, so definitely check him out. And you can probably hear an interview with him coming up here soon. I think it'll be. I think I'll be publishing it after this episode or the next episode you guys get. I think so. Definitely check that out and. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where you can constantly see we're posting new images of what's going to be coming up with the show, or the whatever games we're going to be talking about next, so you can kind of get excited for the upcoming episodes. Also, if you like the show, tell someone. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell anyone that you can. Let them know that you enjoy games my mouth on. The more people listen, the more I can do with this show eventually. And again, I want to thank you for listening. I think I have talked enough. We will see you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.